Hey everybody, welcome to Time Out with DJ Falcon here. Um, it is April 14th, 2020, 8.44 a.m. For my boys in the ATL, what's up, what's up, what's up? All right, so today we're just going to talk about the uh, the draft. It's, it is seven days away, so we got a lot to talk about with that. Plus, special guests come on the show today. I know I've had a lot of people come on the show lately, and I, uh, I try to because, you know, I, I try to make this – I'm trying to make this podcast, you know, really popular and everything. So I, I got uh, Alabama head coach Nick Saban on the show. He is going to talk about um, Tua Tagovailoa and how his game, he thinks, is going to translate to the NFL. We got that coming up, a lot of other things to talk about, too. So, um, But first off, let me, I just want to say, make sure y'all stay inside, you know, practicing social distancing and all that because of the coronavirus. Uh, actually, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, also a center for the Minnesota Timberwolves, his mother had passed away yesterday due to the coronavirus. And prayers go out to uh, him and the whole NBA family. So we all want to pray for that. And also, um, just make sure, like I said, you're washing your hands, things like that, making sure that you follow what they're saying. Um, and hopefully, prayfully, this this will eventually go away. Uh, it'll go away. Um, but... Now, um, Falcons, okay, I've been seeing a lot of different mock drafts lately. Most of them have us picking either C.J. Henderson out of Florida, cornerback, pretty good. Uh, you know, he's pretty good. Or they have us, some some have us getting uh, Javon Kinlaw. Now, I will say this for a lot of confused Falcons fans right now. The Falcons need both of these positions. The pass rush has got to be more than just Grady Jarrett and Dante Fowler. It's got to be. So now we need we need a defensive tackle in there to press that pocket up. Javon Kinlaw would be perfect for it. He's the perfect fit. I think he will work well alongside Grady Jarrett. But uh, you know, yeah, he would work great alongside Grady Jarrett. Um. But cornerback is not really – cornerback is a position need for the Falcons, you know, but it's not something I don't want us taking er, so early in the draft. I, I don't want us taking a cornerback at the 16th pick. I don't I don't want it. I, I don't think it's smart. I, I think it'd be smarter just – and the Falcons were talking about trading up, so who who knows what uh, what pick they'll trade up for or, you know, whatever. But for all, for all I know now is they, they got the 16th pick. So it's it'd be very important if the Falcons be wise with this pick. I think the smart move would be defensive tackle. Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Perfect fit for the Falcons alongside Grady Jarrett, Tack McKinley, Dante Fowler Jr. Perfect defensive line right there. Really good defensive line. You're talking about a defensive line that can press the pocket, correct pressure. That's what we need because when you look at the tape last year, one of the reasons the cornerbacks were so bad, no, not even the cornerback, I mean, just the secondary in general, is because there was no pass rush. So those guys were having to cover and cover and cover, and that's why these quarterbacks were able to just find the open spots and just throw, throw it to their receivers. Um, you know, they were wide open because the cornerbacks could not just keep covering so long because the pass rush was not getting there. And then teams will double-team Grady Jarrett. And because there was no generational pass rush outside of him, then that means that the, there is no pass rush on the quarterback. So you got quarterbacks like Marcus Mariota and Jacoby Brissett lining us up like they Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers. 
and they not. They Jacoby Brissett and they Marcus Mariota, two quarterbacks that were backups. Enough said about that. That should happen. That should not happen. To you know, so obviously that needs to be fixed. But um, I think the Falcons will get it done. But uh, I just want uh, you guys to welcome Alabama head coach Nick Saban on the show. Uh, I know him because I, you know, I got a couple boys. You know, they went to Alabama. And, you know, I got uh, some boys that work on the staff there with the football staff. So I know Nick. So I was able to get Nick on the show today. Welcome, Nick. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I, I can't complain, man. This virus, you know, it's just crazy, ain't it? Oh, yeah, it is. You know, uh, my my wife was like, make sure you wash your hands. Wash, wash your hands. Just wash your hands. I'm like, oh, honey, I'm going to wash my hands. I know what to do. I've been, I'm 68 years old, for God's sake. All right. I've been on this earth for a long time, you know, but this is some crazy times that we're experiencing right now. And. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in my career, in my life. So this is tough for me and I, all college coaches around the world because you're, you know, this is like, you know, we're not able to go see guys, you know, um, you know, uh, we're not able to send scouts, um, or, or recruit, you know, we're not able to send our recruiters to, um, different schools to look at guys because of the virus, you know, we have to stay here and this is, um, yeah, this is crucial for those guys too, you know, seniors. Um, so it's interesting, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully this will all be over pretty soon because, uh, I want to play some, some football. <laughs> I know that's right, Nick. I know that's right. Um, I've been mean to ask you, uh, so how do you think Tua Tagovailoa, okay, he's obviously looks like he's healed from his injury, from his dislocated hip. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's made a, a good progress in his rehab. Um, pretty good progress. I, I, I think he, I think he's ready. Um, you know, just a few things he needs to fix. Okay, well, how do you think Tua's game will translate to the NFL? I think that Tua is a very instinctive guy, and I think that translates to any league, any time. Uh, you, you saw just on that particular play, he could read all the way from his left all the way back to his right and throw a touchdown pass. And uh, this is not a uh, uh, like a, this. This happens, you know, on just about every play because he understands the offense very well. Uh, he's a very instinctive player. He's very accurate with the ball. He gets rid of the ball quickly. Um, so I, I think it's going to translate extremely well uh, because that's really what that game is really all about. So he can he can read coverages. Uh, he's bright. He's smart. Right. Uh, right. And I think the biggest thing is he's instinctive and accurate, and he's a very good leader. Could- oh, okay. Yeah, I feel that, Nick. Um, yeah, uh, he 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 does seem like a great leader. Um, you know. Um, so what do you think that, uh, what, okay. What do you think that tool needs to work on coming up in his NFL career? 
Uh, well, I, I think he just needs to work on, you know, Tua is a player that he's very confident and he's going to sit back there and he's going to hold the ball because he thinks that a play will develop. And most of the time it did develop, you know, when he was at uh, Alabama, um, you know, a play because we, we had a lot of good playmakers. You know? So he had Henry Ruggs, Jerry, Jerry Duty, um, you know, at, Devontae Smith, you know, these are guys that can get open. And Tua will sit back, you know, in the pocket, thinks, you know, a big play is going to develop. But when he gets to the NFL, he's going to have to understand that, you know, it's not going to be like that, you know, because for one, the defense is going to be better, obviously, you know, and the coaches are going to be better. So they're going to know how to probably prepare for him. But um, he can't sit back there and hold the ball because, that's going to create pressure and hits. And then when he, if he gets hit, you know, in the wrong spot again, it could cause another season in the injury. And I wouldn't want to see that happen for, uh, for him because he's a great hard worker. He's a, he's a, I mean, he's a competitor, you know, like I said. And I hope that he will be smart in his decision making when he gets to the NFL because uh, he, he will need it because, uh, you know, it's a different level of playing. And, uh, it's, you know, it's like, you know, basketball, you, you know, you, it's obviously the NBA is different than college. You know, some shots in the college that you think you're you're so confident that you're always going to make, you can't shoot them in the NBA because obviously you're going up against guys who, you know, this is a professional basketball. And you got, you're going up against guys like Anthony Davis, LeBron, you're going up against uh, Seth Curry, you know, guys like that, Kevin Durant. I mean, you're a rookie. You can't. You can't do things like that. You have to play the game smart, you know, and that goes for football as well. I think Tua's got to be smart. I think he's got to make smart decisions. I think he's got to know when to chuck the ball down the field, when to just take the short little routes across the middle of the field, you know, whether it's just a corner route or if it's a um, a slant or whatever it may be, a skinny um, route. But he's got to take the uh, the small routes, you know, because – you force something in the NFL that's not there, it's usually going to be a turnover or incompletion on a very crucial down, you know. So I'd rather just take the, the five yards, you know, than just go try to chuck it long and it's not there. And it's a fourth down and you, and you, and you turn the ball over on down to the other team. You know, we don't want something like that to happen. I'm just giving a hypothetical scenario about that. So hopefully Tua won't do that when he gets to the NFL. Okay, thank you, Nick Saban, for joining us on the show today. I really appreciate it. Um, this is, guys, it's been time out. Uh, you know, with DJ Falcon here. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining the uh the show today, Nick. I really appreciate that. Um, always good to hear from you. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Um, thanks for having me on the show. All right, well, good luck. Uh, if there is a coming college football season, which we all want to happen, good luck to you guys, Alabama. Um, hopefully you guys can bring a championship in. Oh, yeah, that's always the goal every year. Um, you win a championship, nothing more, nothing less. So, all right, well, well, thank you, Nick. All right, guys, that was Alabama head coach Nick Saban. He joined the show today. Um, just talking about Tua Tagovailoa. At, um, Tua has become Alabama's all-time passing leader and all-time passing touchdowns leader while he was at the University of Alabama. He... I think, uh, you know, he he has like a really good completion percentage all three seasons at Alabama. This is a guy that I think will be a star in the NFL. Nobody's talking about really, you know, Joe Burrow is a phenomenal player, no doubt. 
But Tua, there's something different about Tua Tagovailoa. Something different. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I noticed there's something different about him. But, um, yeah, so hopefully Tua will um, be smart, you know, everything like that when he gets to the NFL. Um, but, you know, hopefully, um, like I said, hopefully he'll be smart with his decision making and everything like that. But, uh, so more discussion topics. Um, will the Falcons defense take a step forward or step back in 2020? Listen, you know, I think, you know, we the Falcons essentially have the same defense, except that we added a few players and let a few other few players go. And the defensive line is very there is no depth on the defensive line whatsoever because we let Jack Crawford go, um, we let Adrian Claiborne go. Both of those guys are no longer Atlanta Falcons, which is a problem because there's not much depth on the defensive line. Yeah, we got Deidre Sanat, we got uh, Stephen Means. Both of those guys show potential when they played a couple of times, you know, this season, last season, whatever. Um, but we need got a veteran, you know, it, it helped to have a veteran like Adrian Claiborne to come in there when you need him to get a sack or for some pressure. You know, it helped like that. So hopefully the Falcons will eventually, I don't know, sign a cornerback, sign a defensive end. I mean, I'm just saying. We need some veteran help on that defense, along with our normal starters. Because because uh, the year before, uh, last this past season, uh, we had Robert Alford at right corner, veteran guy, been in the league a long time, along with Desmond Trufant. Both neither one of those guys are here now. They're both gone. Um, and you know, I mean, so it just hurts. Uh, so hopefully. And Brooks Reed no longer here. Uh, he did help create pressure sometimes when he was hit in his tackle with the Falcons, but he's no longer here. So, um, but uh, yeah. So um, that's why I think I think the Falcons just need to, you know, really communication was a big issue with the Falcons. I that, that I noticed it was communication because guys would not communicate. People were getting wide open. You know, there was no barely any communication on the back end. I mean, it looks like guys were confused. I don't know what was going on, but whatever was going on, it, it and look and look good. So hopefully, uh, Raheem Morris and the defense coaches can uh, step aside, you know, and and they can uh, talk to them and make sure that they, you know, they're communicating. Communication is very, it's, it's, communication is very important in the National Football League. Very important, whether it's on offense or defense. Offense quarterback has to communicate with his offensive line and his wide receivers. If they're, if they if he sees something that something needs to change, the play needs to be a different play. Then he's going to communicate with them. He's going to give an audible. He's going to be like kill, 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 kill. He's going to say something that or uh, he's going to change the play if he notices that the a play that originally was called will not work. So he and uh, same thing you know on defense. Uh, you know, if, if the middle linebacker sees something uh, that he lets the uh, he lets the linebackers know, hey, 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 this is this, this is this, do this, whatever. He lets it, he lets the defensive line and the linebackers know. The middle linebacker is responsible for the first and second level of the defense. The third level is the back end with the secondary. The free safety is responsible for that. The free safety is responsible for for the back end. Keon, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ricardo Allen has the mic. 
So he's responsible. He gets so calls on defense. He is responsible for letting the secondary know this is this. He, he needs to be the one communicating for the Falcons. You know, on the back end. Hopefully, he will start doing that, um, you know, better. Try to communicate with those guys. Isaiah Oliver, Kendall Sheffield, um, some of these guys that are going to be rotating in and out. Demonte KZ, whatever the case may be. Um, these Some of these guys that are going to be playing in, you know, in out next season. Because the Falcons, are, defensively, like I said, do not have much depth. You know, so it's, it'll be interesting to see how they fit things, you know, together here. Hopefully, they'll be smart when they're doing it, but hope, it'll be interesting to see how they, the, they'll put the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, I'm interested to see. Now, when we go up against the Falcons' opponents this year, oh, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Y'all already know this, but we, the Falcons cannot afford to start off 1-7. We can't afford that. This is a win-now mode for the Falcons. The Falcons play the Chiefs, the, Char- uh, the Chargers. They play the Rams. Uh, uh, I don't know if they play the Rams. I know they play the Seahawks again. But um, then we play the Lions. The Falcons going to be playing a lot of teams that, you know, they have playmakers on the field. They're going to be playing – they're going to be playing really good opponents next season. So they're going to have to buckle up and be ready. Now, hopefully, there will be a football season and this whole this coronavirus will be over. And hopefully, it'll. Uh, I pray that it'll be over by at least the summer, so they can get some training camp time in. Because if not, then that's crucial time you're missing. You know, you could come in right before the season start and start practicing, but still, that's like that's very crucial. Unless they push the NFL, the start of the NFL season back. So I don't know how they're gonna do that, but you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how the uh, NFL, the executives, and everybody, um, in the league, how they how they do that, um. But as far as I'm concerned, the start of the season is still going to be September 10th. That's what they're that's what they're aiming for. So hopefully, um, it'll stay that way, and we'll have when we wake up on Sunday, September 10th, it'll be at one o'clock. It'll be time for Falcons football. You know that's what we all want. Uh, so hopefully, uh, they won't take football away uh, due to the coronavirus. Hopefully everything will be over by then. You know, everybody will be, families will be able to see each other again. Friends, you know, will be able to see each other again. Schools will be able to be back open. Teachers can go back and start, you know, preparing for next year for the students and everything. Um, so everything like that. But, oh, man. Um, yeah, these are some crazy times we in right now, y'all. You know, it's crazy times. Um. Y'all just make sure y'all, you know, um, like I said, make sure you're staying safe, staying inside, doing what they're telling you. Look, people don't people don't understand. If you go out, if you go out, you're out with people, you know, and you and you and you you're not obeying the rules that they that they was telling you. You're making the virus worse and you're making it spread worse like that. Prescott, for example, how you going to how in the world are you going to throw a party at your house? At your house. How are you going to throw a party at your house with all them people, all that food up in there, all them people all tied up together, all around that food, breathing on that food and, you know, digging, putting their hands in it, whatever, all that. Now, that's ridiculous to me. That is ridiculous. Now, that Prescott knows better than that. He knows that. And the police were called to investigate it. It was a party at that Prescott's house. And now I don't know what's going to happen with that. I I haven't heard anything recently about it. Oh, you know, I've not heard any of any charges or anything like that. All I know is 
the police were called to investigate it. It was a party at that Prescott's house. Um, but look, way more than 10 people. Um, obviously, you can tell by the video. So, obviously, um, now that was just stupid of that Prescott. That was very stupid. I don't understand that. You, you're making a fool of yourself. You're making a fool of the black community when you do that. So, I, hopefully, he won't keep doing all that. Um, you know, that, make, that makes me so sick to see that. Um, that's just, you know, that's ridiculous. But what can you do? People don't want to obey. You know, people don't want to, you know, it's it's just stubbornness. It's stubbornness, you know. And at some point, you know, people have got to learn to grow up and mature, even adults. Some of them are still at like the five years old. They want to do whatever they want. Oh, you can't tell me what to do, blah, 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 blah. And that's why they end up dead or in jail or somewhere else like that. Because they think that they know it all. And they're, they're grown, they're grown, they're, they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. They all know what they're doing. They're adults. Don't make sense. You got guys out there just doing whatever they want. And that's why people are continuing to die every day because people do not want to obey the rules. I mean, guys, it's simple. Just stay inside. Stay inside. Prevent the spread of the virus. Wear a mask when you go outside. If you're going to the grocery store, if you're going to work, wear a mask. It's that simple, but anyway, guys, it's been time out with DJ Falcon here. Like I said, um, draft was seven days away. Uh, you guys can keep tuning in to the show every day to discuss the uh, mock drafts, everything like that. I will keep you guys posted about any news, of any trades for the Falcons in the draft, anything like that, any new signings we have, anything that's to come in the next uh, recent, in, uh, the next couple of days, whatever. Um, just I'll keep you guys updated with that. Make sure you tune in to the next show. Uh, hopefully it should be tomorrow, if not tomorrow, then Thursday. Uh, time out with DJ Falcon here. This has been uh, this is DJ Falcon here saying peace. <laughs>